Hey, this is Mike Dawson from the Adam Carolla Show. You're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Hey Troy, where can they find us? Well, Howie, they can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
and anywhere where they listen to their podcasts. And now they can find us on Rowdy IM by going to rowdyim.com. Don't forget to look us up on social media as well. We are on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and even YouTube. And once again, that's rowdyim.com. W-O-X-B. Let's get get rowdy. rowdy. Hey, all What's up? This is Brian from Data Monster Customs. Are you looking for that unique gift for your spouse, sibling, child, boss, or anyone for every occasion? Well, we do one-of-a-kind personalized figures. Check us out on Instagram at Data Monster. That's D-A-D-D-A-M-O-N-S-T-E-R. Or just put Data Monster into the Google machine and check out everything we can do for you. Once again, this is Brian for Data Monster Customs. Welcome to another show here. Stay tuned with Troy and Howie. And we have another special guest on board. It's uh, Dylan Dively. And uh, that's Dylan Dively of Execution Day. In fact, you're the lead singer, correct? Yes, sir. Front man lead awesome. singer. Awesome. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, we're always happy to help artists coming up in the in the industry here. Uh, you guys are based in Pittsburgh, huh? All, are you all from Pittsburgh? Well, two of us are i mean over the years we've had to branch out and grab other people who you know wanted to take it seriously so two of us are based out of pittsburgh or close to you know in that area yeah so uh, so we got we got on uh obviously dylan here on on lead vocals and then we got alec on guitar additional vocals and uh john's on bass and matt behind the kit so um what who's the other guy that's from the pittsburgh area alec alec Alec, uh, okay grew up in relatively small towns down the turnpike and uh, 10 minutes from each other. And that's how we got to know each other is from other bands from the area. So um, awesome. Now, yeah. here's here's the most important question of it all, though. Um, I want to know, uh, what do you what do you think of the Steelers this year? Um, I don't know. I, I, I think I see some promise. You know, Kenny Pickett, I think if they stick with him personally, I think that they'll do a little better. If they keep him in the starting uh, starting lineup. Um, yeah. I'm not huge into football like I used to be. Oh, okay. Know. Gotcha. You know? But uh, I still keep my eye on it, obviously. Cause, I'm I was going to say, you I, live I in the Pittsburgh it. area. You don't have a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, do love, <laughs> I love the city of Pittsburgh. I do love the Steelers. You know, I'm going to be a Steelers fan until I die. Um, mm-hmm. But I obviously, I want them to take it all the way this year. So, I mean, I'm, I have high hopes. I don't know if they'll go as good as previous years, but I think they'll mm-hmm. do the playoffs for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. Awesome. Yeah. 
So, all right, now go. we got um, that out of the way, Troy. Go yeah, ahead with now, your next Yeah, question. let's get that black and gold out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Steelers fan as well. Steve, this I'm guy guessing, loves all Pittsburgh sports. So. Yeah, I do. I'm guessing Troy, your Eagles fan. Jeez, oh, I just lost. <laughs> he's my actually. Mind. A, he's you actually guys a, are talking about Pittsburgh. And you guys got me all befuddled here. So, well, no, he <laughs> oh. he asked if you were an Eagles fan. I think that's what oh. made you drop that. Oh mic, yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. yeah. I, I'm out of here. No, I'm actually a Bills fan. I'm actually a Bills fan. So. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Yeah. Right. I don't know if you can see it behind me here. Our base player's from up around Buffalo, so. Oh, is he nice? Okay, nice. nice. So he's a Bills fan, also then. I mean, I think he could care less about sports. But... <laughs> oh, geez, another one of those, right? How are you? How was that? When, um, because remember we were speaking with Jeremy Rowe too, and like, well, he's from the Oklahoma, Oklahoma area. I was gonna he's say, he, yeah, he, he doesn't he, care he, anything he, about sports at no. all. <laughs> That's for sure. So um, we just got done hearing this song, Epitaph, and uh, this is going to be on your new album, Heal, which is going to be released October 20th of this year. Um, I, I, is that a hard date? Are we definitely going for that date? Or Yeah, that's that's the date. We have uh, we have vinyls and uh, CDs and everything placed in pre-order already. Nice. So, uh, that's, where, that's where can the they go to pre-order date. that if they want to, by the way? Uh, Theoryrecords.com, I believe, is uh, the rough, you know website to go to but yeah so look up to... look up theory or records which is t-h-e-o-r-i-a records and uh go to their website and then you'll be able to mm-hmm. you can pre-order it now already yeah yeah we have perfect order live uh, we got two different vinyl variants um designs on the vinyl and everything like that so um yeah i'm, I'm just stoked to get a whole record out there for once you know do you have the uh the vinyl already in your hands i do have test uh, test pressing we all got test pressings of it nice I think the the actual records are set to be finished here in a couple months. So Perfect. before beforehand they'll be done. So nice, nice. That's awesome. Um, is this is this your first release as a band together? This is our first album, you could say. We we've put out two EPs prior to this, and mm-hmm. uh, about eight tracks each, I believe. Okay. So I mean, just shy. Of I mean, being it could have been an album, really, with eight tracks. Yeah, man. yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, um. So with Epitaph, um. What what did we just hear there? Where where um, kind of tell us about that song a little bit. What's going on there? So epitaph. Typically, I I mean, I do a lot of the lyric writing and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and additionally the the songwriting as well. Um, this song is specifically about um, leaving behind like a a message for those that you know are going through hard times or for loved ones. You know, in the in the chorus, it talks about. Uh, it says you're worth your weight in gold, you know, and mm-hmm. I just, it's always been a, a big point of mine is to push mental health and positivity mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so it's just, I mean, that's always kind of been the, the centerfold of my, my songwriting is mental health is a, a big issue that needs to be um, mm-hmm. not pussyfooted around with. It needs to be brought head on and talked about and discussed regularly and not be so taboo, I guess you could say. Came to the right place, right, Howie? Yeah, right. Uh, that's kind of that's actually my specialty outside of the podcast. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I I deal a lot with mental health as well, and uh, I'm just curious, where did that come from in regards to your focus on mental health? Um, so I mean, I all of growing up, um, I'm 29 years old now, so I mean, I'm getting to be in that older age. Oh group yeah, you're an old guy now. Yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> it's, it's just been a big a big thing of mine, like with music specifically, um, any bands that kind of like had that, um, focus sure. in mind really hit different, you know, like Amity Affliction, I'm wearing one of their shirts now. They okay. were one of the first bands that, um, their screamer, Joel Birch, 
really just was, <laughs> he was completely brutally honest with his lyric writing and that was something i'd never really heard before and just like he talked about yeah there's been times where i i tried to kill myself you know i tried to commit suicide and he's like talking about his struggles with it struggle with sure. drug addiction and stuff like that and I, i'd never really heard anything like that before so honestly amity affliction was a big first step and like oh so like people can talk about this you know and that i mean right. they have a huge following and um ever since then that's just kind of been like that's something i feel like i can get behind and it's been they have been a major help in my road with mental health and everything like that so and a big influence is that kind of where you write your is that kind of the format you use for your lyrics then for you like, yeah I would, of... I would definitely say i mean him as a songwriter is it mm-hmm. was very instrumental in my own songwriting so okay let's kind of take a step back here um well you know what i i don't want to because this is going to tie in perfectly i was going to save this for later in the show um but talking about mental health this this kind of just blends right in you guys did a cover of 1-800-273-8255 which is the national suicide hotline mm-hmm. um it was a song released by logic is that right yeah okay yep. um kind of tell me kind of why you wanted to do that so much well honestly uh, a friend of mine steven Tataliba reached out to me one day and um, he knew that we were looking to do a cover, try to get ourselves out there more. And uh, he texted me one day. I remember it like it was yesterday. He said, Hey, uh, I don't know if you know this guy, Logic. He put this song out. This is Suicide Hotline. And he's like, I think you guys would really kill a cover of this song. And I was like, Oh. He's a rapper. Like, I mean, I'll check it out. Like, I thought, like, any other rap song I've ever heard, I'm like, I I don't see how we could cover this. You know, it just, it, it is not a thing. Um, but it was like the first ever like rap song that I've ever listened to that like made me feel something besides, mm, okay. like, you know, living it up in the club or something like that. You know, yeah. it was something, <laughs> it was one of those songs you, you put on whenever a, a you deep do. meaning song rather than just a feel good song. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's one of those songs you put on when it's like, I don't feel myself today and I'm, I'm having a, a really hard time, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that it was, it was so brutally honest in the lyrics and stuff like that. And I mean, it, I was kind of moved by it and I was like, mm-hmm there's no better song than this one for us to cover, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, that was, that was really the first big stepping stone in our yeah. little it, success. It was, it was really cool. I was listening to it today and I was driving around and, and I put it on and I was like, Oh, this is, this sounds really good. It's a really, you know, well produced and everything. And it sounds good. It has a cool, you know, you, you can still hear the, the beat behind it and stuff. You guys did a good job of keeping the beat kind of very similar. Um, I did notice, I think, is it when the second verse kicks in or something like that? Somebody starts rapping or something? Is that you? Yeah, yeah. All the vocals are. Oh, nice, song. nice. No way. <laughs> yeah. So Dylan that was pretty, can that rap. Was interesting. Too? Like, yeah, they'll uh, they'll get a preview of that at the end of the show with our our new release as well. Oh, so. nice, nice. Yeah. All right, I look forward to listening to it now. So, so Logic <laughs> has a little bit of influence in you as well now, I guess. Yeah, and I've, I've always, you know, growing up, I kind of before I got into have like rock and metal and stuff, I did listen to you know, older hip hop and stuff like that. Cause that was, you know, in the nineties when I was coming up, that was the, the sure. big thing. So let's big see, you said you're, you're 29. So that's going to put you back at uh what? Like 95, 93, basically 93, 94, 93. Yeah. Jan- okay. January of 94. So I'm just, okay. So, so let's see, as you're a kid growing up, that would have been the early 2000s era, though. Wouldn't that have been like the ludicrous stage and stuff like that? Yeah, and... yeah that was definitely okay. stuff I listened to as well. But um, That was I when kind of the South brothers. took over a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Older brothers of mine, they um, were big into that stuff as well. So, I mean, I had that older influence as well that I definitely mm-hmm. listened 
blah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. I, I was expecting you to say, no, no, that's somebody else in the band or whatever, but that's, that's, really <laughs> cool. that's awesome. So, so you mentioned that your uh, influences were like rock and such. What were, what were some of those bands that were your bigger influences? Because let's face it in the, uh, you know, early nineties. And especially when you were growing up, uh, rock was almost starting to dissipate, you know, in a sense, as was, far as popularity movement. Yeah. yeah it's, it was yeah. the whole green day and, and whatever type of movement. And, uh, so, so what were those bands that you were like big into or still are, I guess. Um, well, the, the first band that I could say I really kind of fell in love with and just like dove deep in discography and all of that was blink One Eighty Two. Nice. Okay, because I, I, you know, when I was about fourteen, I started playing guitar, and that was right around the time I started listening to them. And it just, just the way it lined up, it was just they were the the biggest reason for why I'm in a band now and songwriting. And um, they're still my favorite band; they'll never be taken really? over. Nice, but yeah. And they just got that back together cool. and started touring too, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I went I went to their show in Pittsburgh actually. And, Did you? Oh, nice. nice, nice. Yeah, they nice. were up in Hershey so and. They, they were up in the Hershey area here, and I remember, um, you know, we have season passes there and stuff like that, and a bunch of people were, like, posting on the season pass page, like, oh, my gosh, the guys from Blink-182 were yeah. really, like, <laughs> They were, like, yeah. strolling around the park and stuff like that. But, I can you know, actually that, see yeah. them. I can actually see them playing over at the um, uh, casino, Troy. Uh, uh, Hollywood, over at Hollywood Casino here in uh, the Hershey area. Oh, I think you, yeah, um, I think eventually they would, yeah, probably go over there, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can it's, see them it's a really, playing that. that. That venue over there is kind of strange. Like, it, it, it is really hit or miss on who they pick over there. Like, so you get some really mm -hmm. big names, and then some of you get people you don't really know. So, I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're speaking with Dylan here of Execution Day. Um, Dylan made this really hard on me, so so hang, hang tight with me here a second. <laughs> so on Instagram, it's Execution Day. On Twitter, it's Execution underscore Day. And then on their YouTube page is Execution Day Music. So look these guys up. Obviously, Facebook, all the streaming music sites, it's all out there. Um, October 20th, the album Heal will be there, ready to go. If you go to theoriarecords.com, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should look that up while we're talking. Um, you can go there and pre-order the album Heal. Um what did I, I wanted to get into you with something else. Um, well, I know I the band name Execution Day itself. Uh, mm, that's interesting. I, I love that name, by the way, mm -hmm. for a band. Uh, where did that come from? Like, what, what made you guys decide that? And who decided that? So prior to this band, I was a guitar player and singer in another band. And um, we went through member change that uh, I brought two other guys in. And at that point, I decided, like, this isn't the same project. I want something new, something fresh, kind of to rebrand ourselves, you know. And uh, we actually had a demo from the other project I was in. It was called uh, Execution of a Young Man's Heart. Oh. And that was just like, the working title that we had used. Um, we never put that song out. But um, that, that word execution, like, you just don't hear that word a lot, I feel. Um, mm -hmm. And it just, it's just one of those words that really catches your attention. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was like, I, I feel like I want to use that in like a band name, like, you know, for the new project. And I just sat on it for a while. And then one day it clicked in my head, execution day. And I was like, oh, and I got chills. I was like, oh, I think that's it. You know, I think this is the one. So I don't know if yeah. there was a Megadeth kinda... song or something called that. Like, I, I don't know why that, that name kind of sounded familiar when I first heard it. I thought it was like something from Megadeth possibly. Is that sound familiar or? The only I've seen, there's a band called the, the Pornographers or something like that. 
that they have a song called Execution Day. I mean, I okay. don't know what they sound like or whatever, but that's the hmm. only, you know, because obviously when you pick a band name, you're like, does anyone else have that name? Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was just where it came from. Was just That's perfect. That, I mean, that, actually, I, that, 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 you would think something like that would have been picked. I was before, just going right? to say, know? I was yeah. I, like, when you said no one else has ever had that, I'm like, man, that, wow, what were they missing out on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting uh, conversation in itself, right? Like, like thinking of band names and then like, oh crap, uh, what if somebody already has that, or what if somebody already thought about? It? Like, that's that's yeah, a whole yeah. like that's a pretty stressful situation. <laughs> yeah, because then once you pick it, like that's it. Like you're stuck mm-hmm. with it at that point. You're not going to change it again, you know? Yeah. So, um, you you mentioned starting playing guitar, and it is theoriarecords.com, by the way. I just did look it up, and uh, yeah, 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 right there, front of front of the uh, front of the page when you first go on there, pre-order, right there it is. So. Awesome. Um, you mentioned starting guitar at the age of 14. Um, kind of feels like, like um, from some of the other people we talked to, that might have been a little bit later than most. So what kind of got you to pick it up at that age? Was it, was it Blink-182? So, Is that what it was? Yeah. So uh, going into middle school, you know, they always, like, try to get you to join band and stuff like that and learn an mm-hmm. instrument. And um, I picked up the trumpet. That was my first instrument was trumpet. Mm-hmm. And right around that time, I was starting to get into these bands and like really wanted to learn guitar. And I was like, you know, mom, dad, can I get a guitar? I want to take guitar lessons. And they're like, well, you just started trumpet. So like, <laughs> let's, you know, not count our eggs before they hatch type deal. And uh, they said, you know, stick with the trumpet for a year or two and then we'll talk and see if you still want to do it. And uh, a couple of years went by and I was more eager than ever, you know, to do it. And around that time also, uh, Guitar Hero had just come out. Oh yeah, oh, that's a good. There idea. you go. Yeah, I, I got that for Christmas one year, and that was really a big, you know, driving force of I really mm-hmm. wanted this, you know. So yeah, I, I guess a lot of people start when they're like ten, eleven, twelve, maybe. Yeah, I mean that's that seems yeah, but it, so in all reality, we can blame this on your parents though, because you did yeah, want to start yeah. earlier. So yeah, it's all there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, well, here's an interesting thing, though. If if trumpet was your first instrument, is there at any time or any point that you introduced that in any of your songs? Oh my! I don't. That's a good. I thought about that before. Um, yeah. A friend of mine, a few years ago, we did a cover of a Justin Bieber song that has a trumpet, oh and I played. I learned the part and played it in his cover that he did. So. I mean, it's not out of the question, you know. Why I was not? just going to say because you mentioned that you uh, you rap in some of these songs, so yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I would probably have never thought of asking that until you mentioned that. And it's like, yeah, why not? I mean, that would well, be a cool twist to something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know if you remember this. Boy, I don't know if this. I'm trying to remember what phase this might have been. It might have been early 2000s. Ska came in for like a year, and then it was out. Like it, it came in and it was gone, just like that. <laughs> And yeah, uh, I'm just wondering if, if, if there's any ska songs you guys could cover and maybe throw that uh, trumpet in there or something like that, you know? Dude, our guitar player, Alec, actually, every time we go on tour, at some point during that tour, I have like a day or two where I listen to nothing but like ska, like <laughs> Aquabats, Less Than Jake, um, I don't know, stuff like that. Boston's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he'll be like, bro, why do you have to listen to this stuff? It's like, it's just, you know, that was growing up, you know, I playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. That was like, the the music for the, the yeah. soundtrack the oh yeah um, yeah i don't know I, I still, I, for some reason i could see you guys doing something like the impression that i get or something like that i, I wonder if you guys could cover something like that i think that'd be, that would be I'd, I'd totally be down for that honestly I, like i have I, my one buddy like we, we talk about music all the time and um i just said to him i was like 
is there ever a time when you can't listen to that song and it doesn't put you in a good mood? Like you don't have any idea what they're talking about in that song, but for some reason it just puts you in a good mood. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's how Ska is too. I mean, if I'm in a good mood and it's sunny, you know, have the windows down, like that's that's what I put on. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so um, well, there was something I wanted to ask you earlier, and it totally slipped my mind, and I should have wrote it down within how I asked or something, but um. Uh, blame me. Uh, yeah, I would. Um, <laughs> do you guys have any merch and stuff like that? Is that anything you guys are selling right now, or yeah, where could they find with, that? Also on throwyourrecords.com, uh, with the pre-orders, we have merch on there as well. Um, we do have merch, physical merch in our hands that we are taking on tour with us. Sure. Uh, we actually leave next week for tour, so. Oh, here I go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just clicked on here. Oh, yeah, you got the, the tees out here. You have the, the heel tee for the new album coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a butterfly tea there's a uh like a flaming snake or something that's uh godzilla actually <laughs> okay okay nice. yeah, that that shirt was actually a a design that was made for the falling universe and papa roach tour oh uh, it got denied because it was the rockzilla tour and that was kind of their mascot for it uh, gotcha. um, yeah so we we scooped that one up because i thought it was pretty sick so, so how far do you go one? how far are you going on tour uh, our first date's in Lincoln, Nebraska, and then we kind of do up into like Detroit area, over into Toronto, Northeast, and finish down wow. Richmond, Virginia. We're doing just just one leg of the tour for like two and a half weeks. Okay, so that's that's exactly actually what I was going to say, Howie. That you just brought it up, um, the touring dates and stuff like that. So I, I'm on the um, what is it, bandsintown.com, and um, it lists here your first show August fifth at Zanzibar. Is that not right then at Louisville, Kentucky? Yeah, no, that's a couple of days in because uh, we start August first in mm, okay Lincoln, Nebraska. So, please, bands or... in town is not up to date, guys. Well, you had, uh, you had go. mentioned before we started recording that um, you know you, some of your bandmates, you know, they weren't all in, so to speak before you know before you ended up with the crew you have now uh so when you say all in is this is this your full-time gig this is what you folks are doing this is how you're making your money um not my full-time gig but that's okay the goal you know we're we're striving sure. for you know because once you get to that point then you can really put a hundred percent into dedicating your time to songwriting and yeah everything like that um but no, we still all we all have full time jobs and okay. We just make so, can for this, you know. So when I was just gonna say, so when you go on tour, I, I'm assuming those jobs that you're working for are pretty uh, uh, liberal in allowing you to uh, you know take some time off. Yeah, yeah, they've been pretty good so far. I mean, at some good. point, they, you know, put their foot down. But thank, thankfully, I mean, we're all in a position that we can you know do this, and you know, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, I'm... What, what, since since bands in town is not updated properly, I'm I'm going to your Facebook page and there's a link here for Eventbrite. Is that where I would find your tour coming up? Is that possibly there? There should be a flyer on our Facebook or Instagram as well with tour dates. Okay. Okay. Um, and we'll try to pull that up here in a second here. Huh. Um, yeah, I want to find that for you and get that updated properly. So, uh, so you again, you said that's starting off where though? Uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, I think is the Lincoln, first Nebraska. place. Either. Sorry about Hello. that. Either Lincoln <laughs> it's or all good. Omaha, Nebraska, one of the two. Okay. Pizza. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
is this it? Uh, yeah, here we go. Okay, so um, so August first is the date you guys join the tour. Yeah, um, yep. and that's Lincoln, Nebraska. And then how long are you going with them? Are you are you on all these dates up until a certain point, or is there just certain up ones you're jumping in? August twentieth is our last up, date. Up to August twentieth. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Richmond, Virginia, I believe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you go to their Facebook page, you'll see a post here, and they have a, a flyer on there. This one was uh, dropped on May seventeenth, actually. Um, I might have missed one as I scrolled through there, but yeah, you'll see they start August first in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, kind of hit the, the the Midwest out there a little bit, and yep, uh, yeah. even up into Canada, huh? Yeah, this is our first time going uh, out of the states, so I'm I'm really excited about that. Honestly. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. You got your passport and all that stuff locked up. You're ready to roll. Yeah, yeah, I've had passport for a couple of years, so. Oh, nice. Okay. We're all ready um, to go. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. Do you, do you know if you have a little bit of a following there at all? Have you? Um, we actually have a couple friends. Uh, one guy is uh, Ryan reacts on like TikTok and YouTube. Okay. He does videos and stuff. Um, sure. And we became friends over the years on Instagram and stuff like that. He's actually coming out to the show, so I know mm-hmm. at least one person will be there. You know. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we um, seem yeah. to have a better. We seem to have a better draw, like everywhere else except for pittsburgh and i don't know why that is but um we, ju- we do pretty well when we go out on the road and you know we usually leave come home in the green so that's i guess okay well that's the goal right <laughs> yeah <Heck> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh brooklyn new york show how about that huh that'd be pretty cool yeah i think that's that might be a place called kingsland it's like a, a pizza shop with a venue in the back oh we that's played, so cool we, played that, we did a tour um january of 22 or 21 i forget which one it was um with i the breather they were like a metal band in the early 2000s and uh, we played at that venue and we did six weeks with them so that was a pretty grueling oh, nice tour yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty long you know for you know a new band getting into it and uh how, how long would you say your set t- typically lasts um, typically if you're an opening band on like on that six week tour, we got like 25 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and on this tour, I think we have like 35 minutes or so. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. So not too bad, but you know, they, they typically you like to keep all the bands on the shorter end. So it's not like dragging on. If you're there to see the, the, the headlining band, you don't want to sit through an hour of execution of day. Of course. You can't yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, do, do you, how do you guys usually put your set list together? Do you, um, like, do you like to put mostly all your stuff in there or do you throw a few covers in there just to keep people entertained so that they might've heard something that they know? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, there's been times that we've done like snippets of songs, like covers, like there's been times like medleys or something. Yeah. So one time we like opened our set with bulls on parade by rage against the machine. Nice. Nice. Did, Did like the first, like minute of that song just to kind of mm-hmm. catch people's attention right uh, yeah. we actually talked about for this tour we wanted to do uh a slipknot song i forget what song it was uh duality mm-hmm. or before I duality forget. yep that's duality um we talked about it the one day at practice and we're like oh it'd be really cool if we like threw the first you know minute of this song into the set because it would people get people really going right you know? yeah we yeah, that's, that's a good idea, you know, when when people, and you're still trying to get your name out there and people don't really know you yet, you throw something out there that they recognize right away and they're like, oh, I know that. And then it catches yeah, their yeah. attention and they're like, oh, let's go listen to these guys. Let's see what they're all about. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah that's that's nice. I think, that's, too. I think yeah. that's very smart. Yeah, some of the bigger, um, like even some of the, uh, you know, the bigger established names out there on tour, they're even, 
they're even playing other people's music. So it's not a far-fetched thing to do. And like Troy said, you know, hey, it's a way to get yourself uh, recognized. And it's like, oh, wow, I like this version or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Now, when you do play some of those other um, artists' uh, songs, um, have you ever had any of them reach out to you folks and say, hey, that sounded pretty good or, you know, anything like that? Yeah, a lot of times people, you know, just like with the Logic cover, people will come up and, like, comment how much they love it. And we don't really play that one live much. Um, okay. The Logic cover. But every time we do it, it gets received very well. So, I mean, it's never a, a bad a bad thing for us to do that, you know. Sure. What, what are what? – I'm kind of interested in this because, you know, you do have that released and it's, it's on Spotify and everything, right? That song. Yeah, um, yep. yeah. So how did that work? Like, um, obviously like every time that song gets a play, like logic gets a snip of that too. Is that, is that how that works? Like, yeah, as, as far as I know, that's how it kind of works. Um, whenever, you know, back then we were still independent. I mean, I guess we're still on a small label, but, um, mm-hmm. whenever I submitted the song to be released, um, like it asks you, is this an original or is this a cover? And you click cover and then it had you fill out a little bit of information. And then I guess mm. on their end, they pulled the information from what song has already been put out there that they can get the royalties to whoever it's you know due to. Yeah. So, so instead of, so instead of the three cents you would get for every play, you only get like one and a half for that. It, yeah. If, if <laughs> an eighth, an eighth, you know, <laughs> what is it? An eighth of a cent? Is that what you said? Well, Oh, it's, it's not a lot. Out. It's it's like point zero zero four cents per stream. Get out of here! It is next to nothing. So that's why Get I actually just made a post on Facebook last night. Shared it listed like uh, Deezer, um, Apple Music, Spotify, Title. It listed all these streaming services and how much they that. Up, it, and how much they pay up per song. And Spotify is one of the lowest as well. And as, did like, I did I see like Napster was one of the highest? Yeah, yeah, and Napster was on that list. The I didn't even know they were still around. Yeah, I, I, I make that joke. It shows that we play, like, you know, you can find us on, you know, Napster and all this other, I'm Wire. The old <laughs> you got to say Napster, right, because they can get the most money from that. Yeah. <laughs> well, when, I, when I saw that list, I thought, oh, shoot, like, Napster still is a thing, I guess, you know? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, because yeah. it, it obviously, it started off as an illegal streaming site. That's what it was. And then, yeah, right. yeah. and then yeah. is that, is that the one Metallica had the big issue with then? And that's when it kind of it went into the lawsuit. And that's when everything got, you know, they, they, hey, no more of that. You can't do that anymore. Which I'm still, there's still ways around it. I'm sure there is. Well, you know, I thought LimeWire was another one that had yeah. some well, issues. Well, LimeWire came after yeah. Napster got shut down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't know Napster did that. That's cool. I got to look that up. That's interesting. So yeah, I um, guess they're still kicking, man. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so, so look these guys up on Napster and uh, yeah. <laughs> stream all their Again, music Napster. on Napster. Yeah. <laughs> Give them it's just some funny love. too saying Napster, right? Because that sounds like you're like stealing money. Napster it just sounds uh-huh. like or, because or of you what know you know what? about them. Here's an idea. Why don't we just uh, advertise and let them? You know, you'll send them the MP3 for a dollar fifty. Uh huh. There you go. Funny. That is funny. So uh, again, Napster. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I was just going to ask. You said that you grew up um, just down the road from, was it um, Alec? Is that, you guys just grew up away from each other, just a little bit from each other? But you guys only met, like, through different bands and such, right? You didn't, you didn't yeah. meet. Okay. So kind of talk us through that process a little bit. How did, what, what, how exactly did you guys meet? Were you guys in different bands? And you're like, you know what, we should come together here. Or what, ha- what happened there? 
so yeah, Alec is actually like six years younger than me. So okay. he's, he's still pretty young. He's 23 or 24 mm. uh, at this point. So um, that band that I've been talking about that I was in prior to this one, mm-hmm. uh, the two guys that we had brought in to Execution Day were from this local band that Alec was also a part of. And so when we brought those two guys in, that band kind of dismembered or disbanded, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple months later, they like I really wanted to bring in another guitar player into the mix. And the guys said, like, hey, you should bring our buddy Alec in because, you know, he's, he's really young, but he's, you know, great for his age. And there's only you know room for improvement from here. And I was like, I've seen him play live and I don't think he's that good. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, so I, I really, at first, I was not Team Alec. You know, that was not my my thing but i knew that we needed to you know grow and i mean in a sense he was still young enough that he was uh influenced by the stuff that we did and i knew that Mm -hmm. you know he'd be a good asset at some point to you know kind of keep things rolling because you know if you put the the fire under his butt to do it he's gonna do it you know and Mm -hmm. gotten better and he's better than me at this point anymore i'd say probably um wow so yeah, I mean, we were just, and we've become best friends ever since. He was the best man at my wedding. And, well, wow. Okay. Look at that. Wow. Yeah, and it's, it's just you, kind of how it started from there. And you came this close. You came very close to uh, discarding him altogether. And now, you know, <laughs> now all of a sudden he's your best friend. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, your, your, uh, your thought out uh, pretense, if you will, of uh, people are, you know, just a little bit uh, off, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, we really butted heads at first, and we still do. Um, but it's just, you know, that's kind of what made us get closer. And in the that's last awesome. four or so years, he's really been helping keep this thing going. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting that you brought that up because what I'd like to, to know, um, is do you guys have something kind of already talked about? Like, Hey, if things get out of control, if we're at the point where things seem like we're not going anywhere, or we're really disagreeing with things. Did you guys have a talk about something like that if that were to come up? Because, I mean, let's face it, you see it with all the bands. They all go through this at some point, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of the band Live. I, I don't know if you can see the poster behind me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, those guys are at odds with each other right now, and um, they were mm-hmm. all, like, best buddies growing up. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. high school, everything. They were all, you know. So how do you yeah. how do you guys feel you'll handle a situation like that if it were to come up? Um. I don't, it's such a weird thing because like being in a band is like being in a relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have to be open and honest with each, with each other when it comes to sure. everything, you know, when it comes to songwriting, when it comes to decision-making, I mean, you just have to be on at least open terms with everything. Um, obviously we hope that it never comes to the point where it's like, we have to decide, oh, this is my cut or this is my share or, you know, but, um, it's been, it's been discussed a little bit in passing and I mean, we just, we just kind of laugh it off cause we just say, we'll do this until we die, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those things you don't want to face, you know, because you don't want to mm-hmm. think like, oh, do we're you, ever going to give it up or, you know, do you guys all split the songwriting credits or uh, it all depends on uh, how much I guess goes into the song. So each song's different. Yeah. Yeah. So there might okay. be some songs where it's only me and Alec or more, some songs it's only pretty much me or um, we, we recorded this album with uh, Justin DeBleek from Ice Nine Kills, or mm, formerly nice. Ice Nine Kills. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so he gets, obviously, a portion of the songwriting credits as well. And um, so, yeah, it's just one of those things you just discuss and say, like, well, I wrote this lyric or this verse or, you know, that type of stuff. And 
Yeah. That way. So just hearing you talk and hear your, how you discuss the the business end of things and, and not only, you know, your bandmates and such, uh, it, it just doesn't sound like you're that far away from getting to that next tier of, you know, um, making this your full-time gig. What do you think it's going to take to get to that point? I mean, I, I always say, I just, I feel like it's, you know, all like everyone says, it's going to be that one person that hears yep. your music and, um, whoops, more importantly, we played execution day song. Here it is. Oh, Oh, hey, yeah. what was that song you just played? You know, that's yeah. you know what I mean. That's what it is, right? Like, uh, yeah, exactly yeah, that, you know, yeah. And that's you hear it all the time, all the time. Somebody played the wrong song or something, and boom, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you just mm-hmm. reach the the wrong ear, the right ears at the wrong time, or whatever. Yeah, you say. yeah. Uh, However you yeah. want to say it, yeah, that's exactly what it is. But it just, man, we we've talked to so many musicians, honestly, Dylan, mm-hmm. and they they all have this great quality sound, good songwriting. They sound great. It's like, why are these guys not as popular? Why are they not on the radio? Why, you know, it's the same thing. And it's just that lucky, lucky break that you need yeah. to catch at that right time. And, um, and, and you're right. And, and, you know, you guys are doing a great job. Um, everything I've listened to you guys so far, I've really enjoyed. Um, I, I, I see on the, on the uh, Bands in Town page, I think you said it's post-hardcore, but I think on your website it said metalcore. Is that? Yeah, that's that, one of those genres that's kind of interchangeable almost they're very similar i mean that's when you start splitting hairs yeah so if if you guys were to be played like on sirius xm would you guys probably be like what 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 channel do you think you'd be played on on something like that well we actually have been played on xm nice nice uh, on octane okay on octane there you go yeah that sounds yeah that's ah there we go yeah i was gonna say i was gonna think like uh octane or even uh ozzy's boneyard or something along those lines (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. that's awesome we had our song what what Hollow got played on Octane. Which one was it? Hollow. Hollow. Okay. Yeah. And that was off one of your former EPs, or was that off this new album coming up? It's actually coming up on this album. It was nice. It, it was one nice. of those things we put out. We've been putting out singles, you know, trying to lead up to an album. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've we've talked about artists with that too. Like it, the game has changed. Like it's not just, hey, here's a single, here's your album, and then all the singles yeah. get released after the album comes out. Now it's like. Single, 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 single. Okay, let's just throw them together. Here's an album. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. It, it's it's such a different thing as what it used to be because you can just stream everything and find it right away. Um, so yeah. where were you? Where were you when you first heard that that song was played on uh, XM? So oddly enough, I was I was bathing my daughter at the time, <laughs> and um, I had, I had the phone sitting beside me on the floor. I'm bathing her and stuff, and I got a notification on my phone that lit up, and it said. So and so person commented on your Facebook post on execu- on the execution day's Facebook post. You yeah. know, some, I, I didn't know their name. They're not like a regular fan of ours. And I was like, okay. So I opened it, and this guy, he was probably forties ish, like said, "Hey, I just heard you guys on SiriusXM Octane. Like, sounds great." And I was like, "What?" what is this guy and you no, about? and you had no heads up before that. No, no, I, none of us. Did. Get the heck like, out! Was, How do they not tell you that beforehand? I have no clue, but I was so wow. I was just, at first I thought like, you know, this guy probably got his, his apps mixed up and he, we played on his Pandora station or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I didn't freak out too much at first. So I'm like on my phone and like, I sent a screenshot to the guys and they're like, what the heck? And I, I found an app that tells you, you know, previous songs played on. You know, oh. And, um, it was on there. It said hollow by execution day. Wow. This time. And that's when I started, I was like, what is going on? You know, <laughs> it was, it was pretty wild. Was like crazy. what was the show? What was the, what, what, like, 
was it so, was it one of those ones where like somebody comes in as a guest DJ and plays their tunes or do you know do you know how the format was? Yeah, it was actually part of their uh, test drive. So they bring in like either new songs from artists or new artists that haven't been heard yet. Yeah, and uh, they play them and then they decide if they want to keep one in rotation or whatever. And um, yeah, I don't know how they found it. Um, we, I was we just going to ask how they even get their hands on it. The only thing that makes sense is maybe someone somewhere at Sirius like saw us on TikTok because mm-hmm. um, we had a video that a guy had made for us to promote like our single. It kind of blew. I got like two million views on TikTok or something like nice. that. It did really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that really gave Hollow a lot of traction and um, in streams and stuff like that. So, but I mean, Hollow came out in July of that mm-hmm. year, and it didn't get played on Octane until December. It was like oh, Christmas, wow. Christmas week was like when it got played. So would you wow. say at this point, would you say at that, at this point, that's your most streamed song at this point? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. On Spotify, it's like 2.6 million streams. Nice. And, nice. um, you know, on YouTube it did really well. And yeah, mm-hmm. overall it's just our, our biggest song yet. So how much pride does that give you to see that, that many streams on a song like that? It's, it's, you know, they say not to be prideful, but at that moment, you know, especially when it was on Octane, yeah, that was a moment where I was like, "Dude, this has been a dream since I've been yeah. like 15." Is to like, be like, if it ends now, like that was awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can say that I've made it in some yeah. terms, you know, or right. some sense. Yeah, right. yeah. You got your name in the you got your name in the industry that way. I mean, really, that that'll never be taken away from you, and that's that's awesome. I I think that's uh, definitely something to brag about for sure. Yeah, and I, I just it's all, it's still think when I think about it, I think about how awesome it was. And yeah. Um, that's really cool it is something to really be proud of that's awesome um so again we're speaking with dylan lead singer of execution day uh instagram is execution day the twitter is execution underscore day uh youtube is execution day music you can find them on all the streaming platforms everything out there especially napster um yeah Yeah. um (laughs) and you have the album coming out heal which is going to be released october 20th of 2023 so this year um before we get into talking about your new single that's going to be coming out, Pretense, um, I, I'd like to just know, Are you? do you plan on, when you release the album, are you going to go, kind of go on a little tour again to promote that album then once you release it? Yeah, so the plan is that the week of release, um, to tour for a week to try, try to drive album sales. And, yeah. Because um, that, that first week, you know, and leading up to that first week with pre-orders and stuff is like super important. I mean, sure. if if we do really well with sales and if we chart, you know, that's what a bigger label will look at to say like, Oh, like maybe we should give these guys a chance, you know, we'll give them a bigger platform to push them, mm-hmm. you know, type deal. So yeah, that's just the biggest thing is you just brought another the- question to my mind and I'm trying not to keep you here, but, um, but no, you're good, man. you say if an, another bigger label sees you, but then how does the current label feel about that? Then they're like, Oh, like, okay, we don't want to push these guys too hard because we don't lose them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, right. Or did they, or do they get a cut of that if a bigger label signs you? So typically from what I've heard, I mean, there's been artists that have been signed to like a small indie label that if a bigger label wants them and they're still in contract, that mm-hmm. label would have to like, you know, buy out their purchase you out, yeah. Yeah, essentially. And uh, I mean, it's it's only a good thing for both, really. So if if we would get approached by Fearless Records or something in the future, mm-hmm. And they talk to Theoria and say, "Hey, like we want these guys on our roster." Theoria is going to make out pretty well from that, you know, yeah. because 
Mm-hmm. Not only yeah, that, but then they're getting recognition too. Like, cause like now fearless is gonna be like, well, let's keep looking at whoever these guys sign. Let's keep looking at yeah. these guys. You know what I mean? Cause now all of a sudden they're finding some talent out there, you know? Like, yeah. Right, so, so I mean, the guys, the guys on the label that we're on now, um, I've known the label owner Cody for, for years. And you know, when he started this label, that was, he brought up like, he's like, Hey, I know we're a smaller label, but he's like, I believe in what you guys are doing. And I really just want to push you guys to, to get you to that yeah. next level. So, yeah. so they understand that they want to be a, a stepping stone for us to, to launch us. And mm-hmm. like you said, if, if we would, that would happen to us, then Hey, other labels would be looking at them saying, what yeah. other talent do they have? You know? Yeah. We've had, um, we've had, Cody's reached out to us before because he's um, sent us um, aphasia before. Yeah. I was going to say aphasia was part of that uh, label, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So he's yeah. definitely doing his job. He's definitely promoting you guys hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're, so... they're doing great for us. Mm-hmm. I have no complaints. And I mean, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a weird, like power thing. You know, he's just sure. like a friend of ours talking to us and saying, Hey, like mm-hmm. I want to do this. So you guys cool with it. And we say, yeah. And we're always seem to be on the same page with everything. So that's mm-hmm. really awesome to have that. Now is Theoria are they also uh in charge of your your booking tours and such? Um they they Cody does some booking. We just did a weekend run two weekends ago that we played oh, okay. a few shows in PA. Excuse me. And um I, th- I believe he booked all of that, but we do have an agency that we go through that uh, mm. this October this August run coming up was booked through them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah, so I mean that's just where we're at with that right now. Okay. All right. Awesome. So, yeah, we don't want to keep you much longer here. We're coming up with the end, and I wanted to let you talk about uh, the new single coming out, Pretense, and we're going to get a listen to that here uh, after we're done talking about it. But uh, Including like his rapping with skills. Epic. What's that? Including his rapping skills. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't hear about that. But So just like you did with Epitaph there at the beginning, kind of tell us um, tell us the story of this song here. Um, so Pretense, um, it's it. this is like – the most, I should say, not far-fetched, but the biggest, like, turn in a genre that we've done, like, with the rapping part, there's, like, a, a rap break in the middle of the one verse that is unlike anything we've done before, and mm-hmm. it's very, like, out of my comfort zone, because it was very, you know, yeah, in that element, and um, it seems to be very well-received, um, but Pretense and All is about, you know, things seeming the way that they're perceiving it differently from what it actually is, you know? Okay. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things that it, it has everything that someone could want. I feel like it essentially like from Octane, like when someone listens to that, those newer songs you hear, yeah, super heavy riffs, but you also hear a catchy chorus. And mm-hmm. then sometimes I hear someone rapping on it. It just has everything that I feel like a modern metal metalcore listener would want to listen to sure so i think when i was listening to that and correct me if i'm wrong it, it almost felt like it had a little bit of a lincoln park feel to it yeah i definitely say that whenever we were tracking the rap part um jd like said to me he's like bring out your inner mike shinoda mm. and i was like, <laughs> okay and like he showed me a reference of one of their songs where he was rapping in it and mm-hmm. uh i had definitely yeah, i don't think he like, quite had like the um I, I don't know what they call it the uh, when they use their keyboard sounds and all that kind of stuff like you didn't quite have that to it you definitely had more of the rock feel behind it but when you started rapping like that stuff a little bit to it like it definitely i was like kind of gives me a little bit of lincoln park vibe here a little bit <laughs> so, yeah yeah and there's uh it, it, it was fun to record that part honestly <laughs> yeah even even yeah, though it was very uncomfortable for you huh yeah it was i mean once i got you know because 
it was out of my element. And but once you broke that like awkwardness, uh, we just mm-hmm. had fun with it, and uh, we did some stupid like things that we aren't on the song, but uh, just to keep it fun and you know, right? Like, keep it loose. Stress. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, mean, I think it turned out great. And I've had a lot of people compliment me, saying like, "I didn't know you could do this. You sound great doing this." And I'm like. Okay, thanks. <laughs> you know. So, um, so this got released. Um, let's see. So, um, this will be we we're going to be releasing this episode here on Sunday. Um, so this will be out approximately what two weeks at that point? Yeah, Three I weeks. think it was past just the past two weeks, I believe. Just past two weeks. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I mean, you're you're getting the first listen to it here, especially for our rowdy I am crowd out there, Howie. This is uh going to be a little bit different for them, right? So, Well, what I was thinking is when Rowdy I am in uh, Texas, uh, which is very uh, country-based, uh, when they get a load of the uh, the title of your band, I'm thinking they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, is someone else getting killed in prison today? <laughs> you know? That's what I'm wondering if they're going to be thinking that along the lines, but uh, but yeah, uh, wait till they get a um, wait till they get a whiff of what you guys have to bring. Yeah, so I can't wait. So again, Dylan, thank you so much. Uh, real quick, one more time, let's go through their stuff. Uh, execution Day on Instagram, Execution underscore Day on Twitter. You know, look them up on Facebook, Execution Day Music on YouTube. Um, all the streaming platforms, you can find it all here, um, including their latest single, Pretense, which you can hear right now.
This concludes our broadcast day. Click. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Please share, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Let your friends know you heard it right here on Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. And we'll see you next week. Until next week, stay tuned.